wants to help us with. I mentioned it Wednesday night some, and I want to expand on it a little bit, <clears throat> but I, after Brother Matt Britton spoke, I mentioned how to handle a crisis, and I kind of talked about a few of those things. I know we are Christian Apostolic Church. We are a growing uh, apostolic legacy, which means that we are growing, and uh, hopefully in um, <clears throat> so many ways. Hopefully you're growing in, in spirituality and in knowledge and you're listening to sermons. I hope you're increasing all of that. I know we have uh, been praying uh, for uh, all of you. We've been having special prayer. Uh, we've been having church in our home even when we weren't broadcasting. I hope you are doing the same. I hope you're gathering your children together around you and you're having your own Sunday school, if you will, or your own testimony service or your own reading the Bible together. And you say, why are you doing all of this? Because Number one, we need the Lord. There's never been a time any more than right now when the entire world, as far as I know, the entire world is focused on how can we find a solution to this pandemic. As a matter of fact, it is at this point that everybody's attention is, is riveted to the news and everybody's attention is riveted to what's going on around them, looking for ways and, and a, 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 something will come out that Israel has found a vaccine or this particular doctor has found a this or they found out this or and everybody is grasping for straws and even uh, cures, if you will, that, you know, somebody releases something. Well, uh, you know, if you will eat garlic. And so, uh, you know, I run to the store and I buy, you know, 400 cloves of garlic. And then my family makes me sit out on the porch or whatever. And, uh, you know, uh, we're hungry. The world is looking for a solution, looking for something that's going to all of a sudden make a difference. Now, please don't go out and buy garlic. I'm not saying garlic is the answer. I, I'm saying that's the hour that we're living in. We're looking for some solution. And yet what we know, we believe that we are in fact apostolic. And that means that we are believing that somehow this is going to be uh, a great doorway for revival, for people coming back to God, for people returning, for people that all of a sudden realize, I don't know the solution. The government doesn't have the solution. Uh, the, the scientists don't have the solution, but our God has the solution. And so that's what we're praying. Lord, in this time, strengthen us and help us to be witnesses. And there are some who are, are, are going to have have, uh, you know, neighborhood uh, sing-alongs in church and doing everything we can to reach the lost. That's because uh, being apostolic. And we have a great legacy here, a great building and, and great facilities, and I hope one day you'll get to come and see them. And we have all of you on virtual church that uh, we are, are thrilled, and we have people that are, are, are asking to be a part of our congregation that are out of state. And I 
I want you to understand that we're doing everything we can to say, future generations, we understand this is the time for the greatest move of God that we've ever seen or felt. And yet, how do we handle this particular crisis? And it is a crisis. And it's, it's a crisis. In fact, not knowing, uh, you know, uh, we, have, we have numerous of our uh, members that are involved in the hospitals and local hospital and that are involved in all kinds of variety of places and things and how do we save or stockpile uh, suits and uh, you know typically in the past uh, you you change a mask or change gloves for every patient and now we're not sure we can do that because we need to wear one suit all day because we don't know how many suits we'll have and and how many respirators and what's going Going on and how are we going to, and all of these questions loom. This is a crisis. It's a crisis no matter where you look. It's a crisis in our economy. We've had those, Brother Rich Huey and others that were basically laid off. And we've had others. And I know the Messina family and they're, you know, basically shut down. And there's there's no income and trying to get online and trying to find uh, unemployment. It just has been a nightmare. And stay up till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning before you're able to get through on the, uh, because the web is just overloaded. It's a crisis no matter how you look at it we are living in a crisis and I know that I said Wednesday night and I I strongly believe this and that is that you have to check your attitude and the atmosphere of your home to the word of God in other words you have to say Lord I want to make sure that the atmosphere in my home and my attitude is such that I am trying to live in harmony with your word because the word talks to us about fear not and don't be afraid and the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want and yet whenever they say your boss says no more money coming your way and no more this and this is not going to happen and some of us haven't been there yet and when you go and you say well I went to the store and I wanted a hand sanitizer and toilet paper and milk and bread and none of it was there but let me just tell you absolutely the Lord is my shepherd I know God's going to make a way I don't know how he'll do it maybe I'll have to learn how to take big squicks and make, uh, you know, homemade biscuits. I don't know. Whatever it is, we're believing that we want to keep our attitude and the atmosphere of our home in line with the Word of God. And I know that's not going to be easy at this time. It's not going to be easy anytime. But especially now when we are in the middle of a crisis because it's hard to try to make sure we line ourselves up. That's why in Philippians, Paul said, be careful for nothing. Now, he was in jail at this time, but he says, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And so, does this mean that you quit praying? No, we are going to pray. We are going to pray more than ever before. I hope you are praying your five prayers. You know, Lord, I want to live to glorify you and going through every one of them every morning. I hope you're praying those. I hope you're praying more during the day. I hope you're thanking the Lord more during the day. I, I You know, 
I, I know my wife was in California earlier in March and, and I was just yesterday saying how thankful I was that she didn't come back with the virus. And she was just out there and oh, there was a small group, 600 women and women, just ladies. So you know they were closer than six feet apart praying for one another and rejoicing and laying hands on one another and walking through airports and you know what? Be thankful. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and then says and the peace of God which passes understanding shall keep your hearts. That's your emotions and your thoughts through Christ Jesus. And I've had several of you that have texted me and told me, Pastor, I don't know why, but I just have a peace. I don't know why, but I just have a peace. You know why? Because the Spirit of the Lord is working in us and through us that we have a peace. I want to tell you, that's not so in the world and all the neighbors that are around you. I have seen uh, and heard people that are upset and crying and upset and worried and, and frustrated and stressed. Let me just tell you, I want you to know he said whatever is true, honest, just, pure, lovely, if there's any good report, if there's any virtue, if there's any praise, think on these things. So find something that you can praise the Lord for. Praise the Lord that you were still alive in 2020 and that you are able to make it through thus far. Thank the Lord that you have a phone or, or an iPad or a tablet or a DVD player. Thank the Lord for something thing. And then of course I mentioned Wednesday night that sometimes that's how you look as well. And you say, well I can't change that much. No. But you can make yourself kind of get up in the middle of a crisis and, and uh, wash your face and comb your hair and put on something nice and uh, say, I'm going to make sure that I look uh, as good as I can. I'm going to look like I'm going to church today. And uh, I'm going to look like I'm going to be seeing everybody today. Why? Because it does something to your attitude. It does something to the atmosphere. Whenever you get up and you uh, make sure that, you know, you're, you're trying to do your best, you say, oh, that's just too much energy and too much time and too much. Well, let me tell you, you, you've got to help yourself do that in this kind of a situation. In Colossians, he said, whatever you do, do heartily. How you speak. And, and I mentioned that we read these verses in Proverbs and it talks about death and life and the power of the tongue. And so we have to be careful. But the verse right before Proverbs 18, 21, verse 20 of that same chapter says that you will eat what you speak. Believe it or not, the more you talk negative, <laughs> you can, and, and so you have to be careful even how you pray. And I've told people a long time, <laughs> be careful how you pray because you can pray yourself into a depression. Oh God, I don't understand why I'm going through this. Oh God, why me, Lord? Oh God, this doesn't seem fair. I've tried, oh God. And by the time you have about 15 minutes of prayer, you say, I feel heavier than whenever I started. Well, it's because you ate all of that moaning and groaning and 
You know what? If you don't have a word to say, pray through to the Holy Ghost just begins to flow through you in a heavenly language and say, Lord, I want your spirit to flow through me. Why? Because you, we eat what we speak. And so that's why it becomes important. You know, you, know, you can say, well, and, and I, I found myself saying, oh, I don't know how we're going to ever change. I don't know how we're going to get out of there. How are we going to go back to church? How are we going to have? But you know what? I'm going to say, you know what? The Lord is somehow, the Holy Ghost is still going to move. I don't know how God's going to do it. If he fills people in the parking lot, I don't know what's going to happen. We've had reports of folks driving by and getting the Holy Ghost in their car outside, nobody touching them, nobody laying hands on them. What are you saying? Our God is still able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. And of course, having an attitude of gratitude. And I know that can be hard at times. And that is, you know, <laughs> rejoice, being thankful, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. You know, be thankful that you have a, a room you can uh, hide in or uh, escape the uh, quarantine in, whatever it is. Find something to give thanks for. Because if you're not careful, you will quench the spirit that's in you. The, the Holy Ghost wants you to find something. If you say, well, I don't have anything to be, I am so thankful, Lord, one day you died on Calvary. I'm thankful you shed your blood. I'm thankful that you redeemed me out of this cruel and untoward generation. Oh, and that's why Paul would tell Timothy, stir up the gift of God. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And so what we realize is that this is part of how to handle uh, a crisis and that very sense of no fear. And I begin to think about that, no fear. Wait, I can't be afraid. And yet, here we are having service, trying to be wise, not to a virtual church. And I'm not shaking hands with anybody and I'm doing my best to observe the six feet protocols. And so do you have no fear? And it was like, all of a sudden the Lord quickened my mind and he said, I don't want you to preach that they should not have any fear. Because not a spirit of fear, but you have to have an understanding, a reverence, if you will, of what's going on and what's happening in our society and what's, you know, a sense for our nation. And I, I begin to realize that, you know what? There are some of you that may have mistakenly tried to get rid of your fear of God in this time. And that's absolutely not what you're supposed to be doing. You can hunker down in your bunker and have your food, but you need to recognize with the numbers of people that are being infected and what's going on in our world that our God is still in control. Yes. You may say, well, I don't see how revelation could have ever come to pass. I don't know how the whole economy in the world can be shut down in one hour. It's happened, folks. 
We've had a foretaste of it. Are you saying this is revelation? But no, what's amazing to me is I've been reading articles and they'll say apocalyptic locust plague in Africa. And they'll use these words that we understand from the word of God. And I say to myself, I wonder if that will cause them to have the fear of God and to believe in God. And I don't know if it is yet. There are folks that are probably logging on that now it's time to log off because I don't want to hear anything that sounds fearful, pastor. I don't want anything. And yet the Lord had him in Proverbs say, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. What are you saying? When we see these things, it ought to make us take an evaluation of what I'm doing, how I'm living, where I am, and say, it's time to serve the Lord. That's what we're praying for. That's what we're hoping for. As a church, we're believing that this is going to shake people and they're going to realize I need God. We're praying that. I'm sorry if you say, well, pastor, don't pray for that. I, we're praying, Lord, let this be the doorway to the greatest outpouring of your spirit that we have ever seen. Why? Because it's worldwide. It's not just here. It's China. It's Singapore. It's Italy. It's France. It's Spain. I don't care. It's gone from Prince Charles down to the pauper or the homeless guy in San Francisco. I'm telling you, I'm praying, God, you will sweep this nation with revival and with the fear of Almighty God. Jesus himself. You say, well, that's Old Testament Proverbs. Well, let me tell you what Jesus said. He told his disciples one time. He was teaching them. And he says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. And I want you to know, not, I don't want to accuse any of you that are watching me via the internet, but it's easy to become hypocritical. It's easy to put on a good face. It's easy to pretend our marriage is fine, our home is fine, my life is fine, when all of a sudden, boom, you got to be at home. <laughs> You know, somebody sent me a clip of somebody and, and the doctor was telling them, hey, I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to be quarantined for 14 days. You can either A, be quarantined with your wife and family, and the guy goes B, 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 B. <laughs> I got tickled because it's like, I don't even know what B is, but I, oh God. B, it's got to be B. I got tickled because I thought, how true it is, unfortunately, in this hour. You know, he said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and nothing hidden that shall not be known. And whatsoever is spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light. Someone told me that, you know, uh, some of these uh, 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 inappropriate websites have been offering free subscriptions to people while they're home and bored. 
They're doing their part to help the virus, trying to get folks addicted. What are you saying? Whatever spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light. Whatever spoken in the ear and closet shall be proclaimed from the housetops. And I say unto you, friends, this is Jesus now, be not afraid of those that can kill the body. <laughs> be not afraid of coronavirus. <laughs> Be not afraid of something that can wipe out the body. But he said, and afterwards, that's all they can do is just kill the body. Whatever happens, I know we don't even get to have big funerals. We don't even get to have big weddings. He said, don't be afraid of somebody that can kill the body. I don't know what point we're going to reach. But don't be afraid of that, because after that, guess what they can do to you? Nothing. He said, but I forewarn you whom you shall fear. Fear him who after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. What are you saying? I'm telling you, if there was ever a prayer that I have, it's not God get rid of all fear in our nation, but it is I want you to join with me and pray. Let the fear of the Lord become prolific throughout all of Ohio, throughout all of America, throughout all of the world. I want people to realize our God is still God and he's still on control and he's still able to do anything. <laughs> you know, you fear, and, and, I, and I'm amazed at people, that, you know, and I, I'm, I'm there. I'm not touching, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about the virus. I, you know, if you go to the hospital, one person, they take your temperature, they meet you in garb, they, they have, they're suited up, they've got on a mask, they've got on a face. Why? They're concerned, fearful of the virus. I wonder how many are concerned about God. I wonder what we'll do in the weeks and days and months to come to show I have a fear of God. I'm concerned about what God... You say, well, God won't know. Oh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's what it says in Psalms 111 and Proverbs 1. But then Paul wrote in Timothy, the end of all of that, the end of the commandment is love out of a pure heart. What are you saying? I, I'm, not, I'm not telling you you need to walk around and have fear. Oh, God, don't judge me. Oh, God, be merciful. Uh -uh. I'm telling you, though, you need to maintain a healthy respect for Almighty God and realize that God is able to do anything and everything and say, God, I somehow want you somehow to move in my home and life and keep your hand on me oh God and then I fall in love with him but I maintain that response that I fear God I know God is in control because you see the real question is in this hour is who or what am I serving am I living for God 
That's the question I want you to ask. And I know we've gone over an hour and I apologize, but I, I just want you to understand, you need to ask yourself, and I don't know who I'm reaching. If it's just our group, fine. And if everybody there's got the Holy Ghost and repented, that's wonderful. But if you're here and you're listening to me, the question you need to ask yourself today is who am I serving? Who am I serving? What am I serving? Am I serving myself? Am I serving my habits? Am I serving my addictions, my lust, my desires, my wants? Am I serving money? Am I serving my dreams, my visions, what I want? Am I serving my stuff? Wow. Or am I saying, Lord, I want to serve you more than anything, I want to serve you. I, I want to love you. That's why the Lord told him, he said, you can't serve two masters. I am praying that in this hour, people will somehow recognize that I have to serve the Lord. I'm praying for a hunger in the hearts of people. You see, whoever commits sin is a servant of sin. Whoever, the wages of sin is death. If you live after the world, you will die. I I, I, what, am I, what are you saying? I am saying that we have to recognize that the Lord has been so kind to us. He has given us the divine power that we are able to have life and godliness. I'm not asking you to leave this broadcast today afraid of COVID. I am not afraid of COVID. But I want you to know I want to serve God more than I've ever served God. I want to win somebody more than I've ever wanted to win somebody. Why? Because the Lord has called us to glory and to virtue and great and exceeding promises that we could partake of his divine nature. Oh, I'm so thankful for the presence of God that I can feel and I'm here to tell you whatever you do, be diligent this week, be diligent today to make your calling an election sure. No, that I'm serving the Lord. No, that I'm living for God. No, that God and I have it together. And we could talk about all the stuff, repentance and baptism and the infilling of the Holy Ghost and I may talk about it tonight and I don't know if you don't understand how to make your calling an election sure I'm here to tell you, you can do it today right where you are you can raise your hand and say Lord, I need to feel your presence and I'm telling you the Lord is able to, able to forgive immediately if you, if you just would say if you will turn to him he will turn to you immediately, you say I don't feel anything. I'm telling you, if you'll raise your hands and you will seek him, you will diligently seek him. God wants to wash through you. He wants to fill you. He wants to transform you. He wants to give you his spirit. He wants to give you his peace. Oh, I know the world is upside down. And everybody's afraid of COVID. Jesus said, don't fear that which can kill the body only. But fear the one that can kill the body and then throw it into hell. I'm here to tell you, there is a peace that I can feel 
I don't know where you are sitting right now, but if you don't have the Holy Ghost, today is a great day to receive the Holy Ghost. If you've never been baptized, call us up, text us, email us, let us know. I, we'll do our best. We'll find a way to baptize you. The name that's above every name. If you've never repented of your sins, if you've never believed on the Lord, I, I will tell you, unless you believe that he is and that he is a rewarder, you can't even approach him. If you'll just say, Lord, please forgive me. Wash me. I know you're in charge of my life. I've tried to live my life on my own. I've tried to do my own thing. But God, somehow, I need your spirit. If you'll close your eyes and stand, just put your hand on your heart. Maybe those of you that are in a family unit, those that are on your, in your family, and you'll just begin to pray right now and ask God to fill them. Oh, God, I pray right now. You are able. Oh, 